Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality, and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Welcome back to another solo podcast on Waking Up with Melissa. This is going to be a short but potent episode. Stay all the way to the end. We are going to be alchemizing our money wounds in our business and in our personal life. Whether or not you have a business or not, I promise you this is going to apply to you. I'm going to be reading the temperature that's actually happening right now in the entrepreneurial landscape where people are in fear. They're afraid. There is this corporate wound that they're afraid that they're going to fall back into the same structures that honestly caused them a lot of pain. And so I want to just start to have this deeper conversation and start with this. If you don't want to create the same structures that have harmed you, meaning overworking yourself, burning yourself out, trying to prove yourself to your boss, all of these things, then don't. And I know that sounds a little straightforward, but that's the only way I know how to be. I'm very straightforward. I'm just giving it to you how I receive it as well. And also what is best for us. I think oftentimes we keep thinking about something. And the more we keep thinking about something, the more we actually invite it in. And so in order for you to not be salesy, in order for you to not replicate a lot of these structures, you have to know what you're doing different and you have to put in benchmarks for your business so that you know when you're out of those boundaries. I'll give you a perfect example. I, as much as I can, try my best to work from around 12 o'clock to 6.30. Those are my hours of operation. In the mornings, I really take that time to stretch actually my body, my mind, walk, do all of the things that I need to do to get in alignment with myself first. So it's me before the business, like I'm not playing. It's me before the business, right? I have to do all of these things. But that also creates a healthier boundary for my business too because I'm not jumping right into work. Because what are some of the things that harmed me? Well, overworking myself, right? And so giving myself hours of operation is very helpful. Now, another thing, you know, learning that there's limited time for me to post things and create content and, you know, be in community with our students. I'm not going to take so much time scrolling because to me, it's the equivalent of when I was in corporate and I just started to walk around everybody's office and, you know, figuring out what is the tea and or people telling me and bringing me the tea and just gossiping and doing all of this stuff. That for me feels harmful for myself. It's like I had to alchemize a lot of that wounding. It's like, I don't want to do that. Anything that is talking about somebody else or judging somebody else like I just don't want to be a part of that conversation and so we have to bring the same things to the online space you know we have to operate from that place where we're not doing that and you know scrolling and (laughs) trolling other people's account with those same mindset with that same narrative with those same views you know the thing that's actually holding us back which is a huge money wound is is that we're terrified of doing the same thing and really the the answer here is to bring in practices that are holistic and that are sustainable to who you are 
Yes, don't replicate the same thing by not doing the same thing. And so that is important. I think we have this narrative, and this is something that I discovered along my 13-year career as a TV producer. It's like, okay, we're all little minions. We're all working super hard for this one person to profit, and this one person that profited had nothing to do with the show. They didn't even write it. It wasn't even their idea. It's just so ass backwards, right? But it's all good because that's how corporate is. It's like one person doing the thing, one person that's on top, and then all of these people who are like the work minions. We don't have to create that environment for ourselves. I know many successful entrepreneurs who don't even have employees or contractors. It's just them by themselves and they like to run a small boutique holistic business and that's great. And I know other people who have two or three contractors and it's great. It's amazing. It's beautiful. You know, they have opportunities for team building. There's just so many beautiful things that you can do when you're working with people that you love, when you're working with people that you admire, when you're working with people who are also working on their business. You see, that is the biggest difference. Remember when you were working at whatever job, it's like you were shamed if you had another interest, if you wanted to do something else. It's like, you know, these people wanted us to focus only on their stuff, on their projects, on what the task at hand was. Meanwhile, I work with so many entrepreneurs on my own team that work with other entrepreneurs, other artists, other creatives, other visionaries, and I'm so happy for them. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud to, you know, have people on our team that also have their own business. And so the same thing applies when we're out in the mentoring space or we're building our soul business. It's the same thing. It's like, be happy for those who are also doing something positive in their life and they're also creating revenue within their business or they're in that alignment where they are doing the thing that actually feels good. Alchemize this wound within us because humans, it's stopping us. There's so much fear around what we don't want to be that either A, we become that or B, it's the thing that's stopping us. Just you talking about it. Think about it like this. This happened to me uh, when I was scaling my business from multiple six figures to seven figures. I was like, oh my God, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be disconnected from our audience. Oh my God, well, I don't want to be this person. And, th- and it's like, well, I'm not that person person. Why am I thinking that? That's just fear. That's just other things that I've picked up along the way that I've heard other people say, but that's not me. When we tune into our intention and why we decide to be abundant, why we decide to create currency for ourselves, why we decide that we deserve to have a beautiful, abundant life that is limitless in all areas, we don't have to be ashamed and we don't even have to give people a reason, but you have to anchor into that truth. You can't expect that from somebody else because again, corporate wound, you're used to your boss praising you and clapping and being like, great job, great job, but there is none of that when you start your own business. You got to be your own cheerleader. And that's honestly the biggest lessons that I've learned. And this is why I'm so adamant when my students know when they don't celebrate themselves, I get so pissed off. I'm like, you better celebrate yourself. It's not to boast. It's not to get more clients. It's not that. It's because there is a wounding around that. People will shame us. People will say, we're too big. We're in our bigness. Why are you doing that? Why do you got to be too much? Why not? Let's celebrate ourselves. Celebrate what you've accomplished because when you don't, you keep showing up to your life wanting to look for the next thing. And then when you get to the next thing, you keep looking for the next thing. Do you see what I'm saying? If you get to the end of your life, you never stopped. You never smelled the air. You never looked around. You never 
said, I am happy, I'm accomplished, I am proud of you, look at you. I think so often we wait for these big pivotal moments. And can I tell you, when you get to that big pivotal moment, you'll only create another bigger pivotal moment. Like that's just it. You know, once you get there, you keep creating more of it. And so stop moving the goalposts. Wherever you're at, celebrate yourself. Even if it's, I have nothing, I have no job, I have no business, but I have an idea. Great, celebrate yourself. Maybe it's you first starting. Great. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself and every step of the way. That is something that I am just so adamant about because there is so much wounding around that where people judge us or actually we're judging ourselves because nobody has taught us how to actually praise ourselves in a way that feels healthy. You know, you can't do that at your regular job. You can't say, look at me. Look at what I did. I did a great job. What will people say? They'll say, yeah, good. You were doing your job. That's why you got paid. You see, we were never praised in a beautiful way that made us feel great and expansive. You know, we were always taught to minimize our work, to minimize the work that we've done. And you see, when you get into entrepreneurship, that's not what is being asked of you. What's being asked of you is to step into your bigness. And that's a lot for people. Remember, you're not a corporation. You don't have to fear that, okay? To me, a corporation is somebody, when they say, I'm running an oiled weld machine, I think about, oh God, okay, uh, what kind of business do you have? Like, I don't run that kind of business. Like, I don't have, my business is not running 24-7, seven days of the week, you know, like an oiled weld machine with, you know, 500 employees. I mean, yes, we do make sales. Of course, we're always open for business, but we're not running our business in that way because we're not a corporation and we don't have hundreds of people working for us right in full disclosure it's me the creative director you know we have emily our obm we have a va her name is magali shout out to magali shout out to alessio who does all of the creative uh graphics in our brand and i believe we have one or two other people that work with us on a contract basis but our team is small and we thrive on that we try as much as we can to operate as a team and to see everybody's value and what they're bringing to the table and so you don't have to be afraid to operate your business in a boutique style way and so this is just something that I wanted to bring forth because you know what I feel like you know there is this wounding around us charging you know there's this wounding around charging and to me I love to think about charging not as charge your worth I don't like when people say this because you know there's just so many it's so problematic right I like to charge one whatever I want meaning how am I being positioned in the market? Am I a luxury brand? Do I have those kind of prices? Am I a mom and pop shop? Do I have those prices? Wherever you go, there is a specific clientele. So charging the price of whatever I want my brand is pivotal. And then the second thing I do is that I charge by my expertise. Like I didn't wake up yesterday and just start a business. Like I've been doing the stuff that I've been doing for 13 years as a TV producer, some way, some shape, some form. I've been talking to people for 13 years. I've been creating stories. I've been crafting stories. I'm super creative. I'm the visionary. I was always, you know, writing and producing and segmenting all of that stuff. I've been doing that. So of course, yes, when I started my business, I charged. I charged what I wanted because it was what my expertise was and also what my brand was in the way I wanted it positioned. And so this is just a full permission slip, okay? 
even if you're at the beginning of your business, practice. You know, that also goes a long way. I always tell our students, go out there, practice. If you want to be a coach, you want to be a life coach, a mentor, practice with your friends. Offer some free coaching so that you can learn. That is a really, really important part of how you continue to expand your brand. How can we alchemize this money wound? Well, some of it comes from our ancestors. And so if you come from a lineage where you've always heard that, you know, you had to work hard for all of your money, you had to, you know, good things don't happen to people like me or you, you know, all of those things are very damaging to us because it literally perpetuates that same narrative that we have to work hard. And so we overwork ourselves even in our own business. And to be honest with you, it happens unintentionally. And this is a big part of creating your soul business. This is why I'm so adamant. You know, tomorrow is going to be our anniversary, our three-year anniversary. And back three years ago, people thought I was crazy when I started to talk about money and spirituality. But I really did see that, you know, it's time that we create this bridge. It's time that we talk about, you know, being spiritual and being abundant and being wealthy. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing wrong with that is you thinking there's something wrong with that. We all incarnated in this life to do whatever it is that we want to do in all areas of our life, to be sexually who we are in our full expression, to do the work that we feel is most impactful at always lead everything through the lens of non-harming. That's always something that I anchor into. This is why I love yoga philosophy because it really, really does entrench us and invites us into that. See and notice if the work that you do is helping people. If it's not harming people, that's a good thing, okay? That is a very good thing. And so continue to anchor into that and release and alchemize this story that, you know, you're undeserving of it or that you need to know more. Again, another corporate wound there, right? It's like you have to know more and you need more training and, you know, you're not that smart and there's somebody else who's smarter than you. All of this stuff, it's very competitive. It's literally like a competitive freaking arena and you don't have to have that in your soul business okay I always tell our students teach from where you're at and you'll never feel like a fraud and I mean that you know before Unleash and Unveil Your Soul business was 12 weeks it was six weeks and so I taught six weeks worth of information when I knew a little more I taught eight weeks and when I knew a little more I taught 10 and when I knew a little more I taught 12 weeks do you see what I'm saying do you get the drift stop trying to be anywhere else that you're not Really entrench yourself exactly in where am I now and where am I going? Don't shame yourself either. Don't shame yourself because you wish that you were further along because you're missing the boat. I love Eckhart Tolle. If you like a lot of his teachings, he really anchors into presence. And this is something I really am just such a fan of mindfulness, such a fan of, you know, meditation now for five, like meditating now for five years, which by the way, I've only meditated for 10 minutes a day. People always get so surprised when I tell them it's only 10 minutes. You don't need that much. You just need to learn how to find that place within you where you can observe the thoughts and you realize, wow, I'm not my thoughts, not my thoughts, not my body then who am I? Always, always the question, who am I? And then who am I not? And that always will start to guide the conversation into deeper inquiry. I think when we get online, what happens is, is that we forget. <laughs> We're like, wait, you know, this person is, is like this. Let me be a little bit more like them. Let me be a little more like this brand. It's like, no, it's the same thing. 
You're looking for approval outside of you. Don't create brands based on what other people are doing because this market is changing. Instagram is changing. Social media is changing. Facebook is changing. TikTok is changing. These are platforms. These are algorithms that are always changing. And so remember that while your business may change, while your colors may change, while the aesthetic changes, your why doesn't change. The reason why you show up, you got to anchor into that and you got to know exactly what you're meant to do. Right now, I am sitting on my yoga mat and my PJs recording this podcast and it feels like I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't imagine, you know, not recording a podcast, not creating content, not sharing what's in my heart and some of the things that, you know, come through as downloads that I sit with and that I analyze and that I process and then I have a gem to share. It's so beautiful. You know, the more we share, the more collectively we continue to expand and it's just so nice. We need more of this. Let's stop shaming ourselves for charging whatever it is that we want or other people that charge a certain amount. I've been hearing a lot about this, you know, and to be honest with you, I get it because there was a time when I first started. I mean, when I really first started three years ago and it shocked me when people were saying they make 10K months, uh, 5K months, 10K months, 20K months, like that just like literally blew my mind. I was like, how dare they? That is way too much. Oh my God. You know, trigger the AF until I had to unpack a lot of my own money stories and realize like, wait, this person is living their freaking best life and they're teaching people nutrition. Like, go ahead. Like, I love that. Amazing. And who cares? Who cares if they charge $1 or a million dollars? There's always a client for somebody. That's one thing that I learned really quickly. And this is why this wound of like, this person is charging too much. It's just BS because at the end of the day, you can charge something for $2 and somebody still only have $1 and you're pricing them out of that offer. Like it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like really, really just please give yourself permission. Stop trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to people please or how you're going to make it right with this person and that person. It's like, we're all living our own life. And if you keep living your life and it's not just money in general, if you keep living your life seeking the approval of what's right, we're really going down the wrong path there. And I've done that, you know, I've done that. And so I know what it feels like. It's tricky and it's a slippery slope because nobody knows more than you and nobody's opinion is more important than your own. And I know that may seem selfish, right? Some people may say, oh my God, that's so selfish. No, because you're useless. You cannot help other people if you're not helping yourself. You're just bleeding onto other people with your wounds and your problems. And so you, the most radical thing that I heard somebody can do is to heal themselves and alchemize their own wounds. Because when you do that, you stop selling your services. When you do that, you just show up and there's just something about you that people are just naturally attracted to. When you do that, you know, shit just comes to you. You stop working hard. And that is just such a beautiful lesson in talking about money. You don't have to work hard for it. And I think that is the biggest illusion that we think that we have to effort and that we have to work hard and that we have to shame people for having it or not having it or like just stop give yourself an opportunity to ask yourself what feels present within me what's my role what's my job you know the more I've been in business I've had to ask myself that question deeper and deeper and more and more you know what's my part to play and I've been getting really clear oh this is my part and that part is not my part and there's a lot of other people playing that part and there's a lot of other people teaching that part but that part that's not my part this one is mine 
You know, the part of me bridging spirituality and soul entrepreneurship, that's my part. The part that I get to talk about charging whatever the hell you want, no matter what the hell you do, that's my part. There are certain parts that I've had to anchor in and say, oh, this is the thing that I talk about. These are the limiting beliefs in the quantum field. And this is the stuff that really lights me up. This is the stuff I'm practicing what I'm preaching and I'm preaching what I'm practicing. There's other stuff that I know that I do as a personal hobby, as exercises that I do for myself, but I don't go out and do it. I don't go and have a yoga teacher training. I don't go and have anything like that because it's a practice that I do. I love it. It's great. It's amazing. But I don't feel called to share it with people in that way unless you join our mastermind and you come on retreat with us. And of course, I teach yoga every morning, you know, and I'll teach meditation there. Knowing the offers that feed the business and knowing the offers that are feeding your soul is so important. You got to have both because if not, there is an imbalance. Know the offers that are feeding the business. Know the offers that you're like, you know what? I just want to do this. Donation. You know what? I'll just do this because I want to do it for free. Great. Do that. Amazing. That's, for me, yoga. I love to teach yoga for free. Not trying to create a course. Not trying to do a training. Not trying to do any of that stuff. Just come on Sundays, 10 a.m. EST. Show up on your mat. Doesn't matter if you're my client or not. And I'm going to practice with you. You know? And so that's important. You know, have this mindset of alchemizing our money wounds really requires us to investigate where did I learn this from and also do I believe this is actually really true you know oftentimes we repeat things I was actually talking to a student and they were saying I don't know uh, what to do about this information I don't know how to connect the story and I just you know paused and you know the invitation was do you really not know or are you just saying that and we started to really unpack how A lot of times we just, when we have overwhelm, we say, I don't know. And usually if we sit down and again, I'm just saying it one more time. This is why I love mindfulness and I love meditation, which by the way, we have a text app where we send everybody meditations every single morning. Go ahead and check it out. You know, this is why I really love that because from that point, you can really start to understand like, oh, wait, this is not really how I feel. I'm just saying this and I'm almost used to saying, I don't know, but I actually really do. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I used to say that. I was literally like the number one person that would say, I don't know, I don't know. Do you want to hang out? I don't know. And, you know, it was one part, I couldn't make a decision. Two, I was just always, you know, in the middle, I was playing this card where I was like, oh, I don't want to make the wrong mistake. So let me just say, I don't know. You know, if I say, I don't know, it kind of takes me out of the hot seat because then I don't have to create a, a line to step forward. And so I don't know, felt like a really good excuse, but it didn't sound like an excuse, but it really was. And so check in with yourself and ask, where do these beliefs come from? And do I believe this is true? Just sit with that. Oftentimes, just that alone, you'll start to realize like, you know what? I don't believe that. That's terrible. (laughs) I do believe that I deserve to charge whatever it is that I want. I do do believe that being uh, and attracting abundance is our birthright and the most beautiful thing that we can do, not just because it's money, but because it's abundance in love, abundance in the elements, abundance 
everywhere. It is everywhere. And so we can't say we're abundant in one area and then cut ourselves off from another area. Start to operate at a place of integration where all of our parts are coming together. All of our parts are meeting. I was just talking about this yesterday, right? Where we stop segmenting our parts and we stop playing the role of business owner over here and daughter over here and friend over there. We stop playing the role so that there is this merge of all of our parts in our own humanness. And doesn't that feel better when we get to stop playing a role? And we just get to be ourselves. This is really what I wanted to bring forth. And really what I wanted to bring forth inside of the program that we are launching right now, Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business. It's so gnarly, but this is the eighth round. And even now in the eighth round, I'm still taking client feedback every single round and we're moving things around where we're actually pushing our offer module closer to the end so that we can give people more time to really sit in that place of embodiment so that they can have more time to really figure out what is it that I get to do? How do I want to show up? Let me stop rushing to create content. Let me stop rushing to be a brand or any of that. And let's figure out like, who am I and how do I want to show up, not just for this month and next month, not even for next year, but in the next three years, in the next five years. I think at this point, I am very clear. I'm always going to be an entrepreneur. I'm always going to work for myself. My brand may change, but my why is still strong. And that is the whole point of us traveling down entrepreneurship. You know, we're getting ready to do this van life and we just dropped off the van and I was like, wait, am I really going to live in a van? And it's like, yes, you're really going to live in a van because that's really what you wanted to do. And you are an adventure junkie and you love to be outdoors and you love to go hiking. And there's so many things that you're going to bring forth. This is the next chapter. And you see our soul business can be our livelihood. It could be the thing that fuels so much of our creativity, our artistry, whatever it is that we want to do. We start Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business on the 27th, the same day I go to Tulum. And you know, once upon a time, I used to think like, oh, I can't do that. I got to pick one thing at a time, launch one thing, you know, only talk about one thing. But you know what? Now I know that I get to talk about all the things. I get to talk about my text app. I get to talk about Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business. I get to talk about the mastermind. I get to, you know, entrench myself in this beautiful live event that I'm doing here in New York for our LGBTQIA+ members and BIPOC folks to come together and a healing space talking about entrepreneurship we get to do it all let's stop let's stop feeling this fear that we have to have business a certain way that we have to show up a certain way just show up in however way feels real for you in whatever way feels authentic to you all right, humans, if you've been feeling the call to start your soul business, maybe you've started, but maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're at a place where you want to lean into charging more. Maybe you're at a place where you're where you're wanting to pivot. Whatever it is, trust and believe that we journey. It's a three-month journey. We go in and I coach every single week for 90 minutes and we talk about it all. We yoga, we meditate, we talk about your soul mission, we talk about your branding, your colors, all of it because it all matters. Everything is happening from the inside out. 
And that is literally my highest, highest intention that we pull out and extract your essence, your DNA into a brand that you don't want to run away from, from something that feels so juicy and so good and so amazing. All right, humans, I will see you in the next episode. Breathe.